Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. As Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning. And the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. in his first offering. Just a bit outside. Now the pitch. As a high drive, he breaks that away back. Might be out of here. It's off the wall. One run is in. Two runs are in. A third man scores. And look at this star. And now Dietrich. Back to back to way back. Oh, put me in cold. I'm ready to play. Good job with that one. That is going to be the theme song of this. I, I was hoping so. I think that's a really good song that encapsulates, encapsulates, said it wrong twice. <laughs> that's what you're getting with these bonus episodes, the uh, the double headers. Oh, there's another baseball reference. Uh, the double headers were always a little buzz before we even start. So Exactly. <laughs> well, everybody, welcome to the dugout. Welcome to the dugout. We're here. Inaugural episode. Uh, me and Mitch were really pulling this thing out of our ass before we even started. But um, this is going to be our little bonus series where we just talk about super positive stuff in open baseball cards. Literally, that is this. Yep. So if you don't like it, that's it, it's never going to change. This is all we're doing on this. One. Absolutely. If you don't like baseball, might as well skip this one. Um. <laughs> might as well go ahead and peace out. Or positivity. Or, I guess if you yeah. like positivity and are lukewarm on baseball, maybe we'll pull you in, uh, get get you indoctrinated into the baseball. I, dude, I here's how I want to start it out. I have been so goddamn into baseball and missing baseball so oh, much dude. lately. Me too. It has been insane. I've been playing the show like a motherfucker. Me too. And I just, I haven't smelt a baseball glove in so long. <laughs> yeah. Um, Smelled. Not smell. Smelt would be like the, if I melted a baseball glove <laughs> on a forge. Right. I have not smelled a baseball glove. I have not swung a bat. I have not thrown a baseball in so long. I am missing it so much. I am, I am just so baseball oriented oh, right now. Oh yeah. I'm, I literally went on Amazon and got a few baseballs just so I could like have at my desk so I could like throw around while I was on the phone. Uh, and I need to do that for here. work. I really need to get like a like a baseball and and work you should you definitely should it's it's made things a little bit more exciting um but yeah man i'm right there with you i i fucking i miss it and i'm super glad we're kind of like doing this to kind of uh uh hold over our that gaping hole in our lives that gaping baseball shaped hole in our lives (laughs) Mm -hmm. perfectly baseball shaped (laughs) All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna throw in one kind of interesting thing that I think just adds to I don't know to me what baseball is. 
Um, we're going to talk about Mitch had an idea. I'm going to let him pitch it, but, uh, Ooh, Ooh, we got to like talking only baseball. Dude, terms. Let's do it. Cause man. I'm, I'm realizing how <laughs> prominent they are. Right. Um, we're going to let Mitch pitch it. Uh, we'll take a swing at it and, uh, <laughs> see, but we want to, we wanted this to be the, the most positive part of the podcast because we talk about a lot of heavy things i rant about goddamn everything it's not going to be this i'm not going to do that we're just going to talk about nice things and baseball so mitch what nice things do you have to tell us today yeah i'm i'm glad you asked so i was uh, i was touching base with you earlier about this um and i think that this episode is going to be a real home run uh <laughs> god damn it uh, <laughs> Um, okay, so that being said, um, no, we just we we just recognize that sometimes we 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 do kind of have a not necessarily negative aspect on life, but we talk about things in a negative sense because there's a lot of there's a lot of things wrong with uh, our country as of right now, and we just kind of want to take a minute to um, highlight the positive things. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to kind of bring up is um, you know a, a few weeks ago we kind of we went on the the rant about the uh, murder of George Floyd and we had kind of a bleak outlook on everything and you know not really sure our our whole uh, attitude was we don't know what to do it's very negative right now and I don't see how anything positive can come from this um Something has to be changed, but we don't know how to do that. Um, but just since the couple weeks since we've released that episode and talked about it, um, a few positive things have already been kind of brought forth uh, because of because of George Floyd's death. Um, and I think it's kind of cool to talk about those things. So let's yeah talk to, let's find the silver lining in what has been going on in the country. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about is, um, I'm not sure if you saw this, but um, the NFL came out and basically apologized to Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick. They admitted they were wrong um, about the whole player yes. protest thing. Like The NFL t- took a huge step and was like, guys, we, we messed up. We realize how big Dude. of a deal this is now which is huge i was so fucking happy about that Mm -hmm. because it 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 just felt like because i really don't like the nfl not football the nfl Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i really have a problem with the nfl so the fact that they can maybe just like because that's i mean that's all you can do as a person and as a white person is just kind of stand up and be like okay you know what i was wrong about this Mm -hmm. we were wrong yeah. So let's try and fix it. And if they do actually fix it, then I'm I'm 100% behind them, but they have to actually fix it because just saying it isn't enough. But you're right. Like Colin Colin Kaepernick was completely ostracized for something that was barely even a protest, man. It was just a statement. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he basically lost his NFL career over it was insane and basically made it feel like other players couldn't do the same. And that's bullshit. So I'm right. I am super happy that that they at least had the the foresight to be like, you know what? Okay, maybe we should think about this differently. If they think about it differently going forward and actually implement things, I'll be so happy. Mm-hmm. But I'm 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 telling you what, man. Though I am skeptical that they'll yeah. actually implement anything. But I yeah. really hope they do. I really hope they do too. I think that's a huge first step in bringing about change. Like, you know, we, we were talking about, like, I'm, I'm not sure how things can change, but this right here, just the amount of companies kind of like speaking up for it, um, has been something really cool to see too. It's like, um, 
Well, the, the second thing I had is just kind of like the if you've been following like social media, like a lot of your you know favorite brands and stuff, they have statements about you know speaking up in you know in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, which is kind of a cool thing to see too. Um, now, whether that's a marketing ploy or not, I'm not sure. But the other cool coin of the the other side of that coin is there are some companies that have. Their their CEOs handled it terribly, um, and those companies are basically being canceled, which I think is awesome. Um, for example, like the uh, the founder of CrossFit um, said something kind of like racist and offensive, and now everybody's like, "Oh yeah, fuck CrossFit. We're not into that anymore. That's terrible." Um, the same. Oh wow, t- I didn't know that. Yeah, the same thing with uh, Full Tone, the pedal that makes a guitar. Co- the the, uh, the guitar. Oh. The company that makes guitar pedals. Their yeah. their owner said something super ignorant, um, and now everybody's kind of like, "Okay, fuck Full Tone. I'm going to burn all my pedals." Um, which I think is awesome. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. So just to see like, you know, people responding to, um, yeah, mostly like companies kind of like making their voice be heard. And, uh, like, like the NFL thing is, you know, it's showing signs of progress, which I think is really cool. And if we can cancel out the racists that own these companies, even better. <laughs> I, dude, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, there, there's, there's definitely some marketing involved. But honestly, though, if you're a company that stands with it and does understand it, and you understand that black people make up the people who buy your product and are willing to say, like, hey, we do really support this, um, and you're willing to accept the black people as your customers and understand that, like, basically what it is is you're saying, like, I would rather have the angry black people buy our products than the angry racist white people. Right. That's important. Right, exactly. Um, the the biggest thing that I have seen that I have really loved, I hope it continues, is that the NHL has been featuring, um, basically just been taking kind of like a summation of an interview with all their black players mm-hmm. and have been posting them, and I've been sharing every single one I see. Yeah, that's cool. Um, of just how they've dealt with racism and, and what they think. Like I saw one from, uh, I think, I think his name is Keandre Miller. Um, I think he played for the Islanders. Islanders or the Rangers. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I did not know this player very well, but it was super cool to hear how he fell. And I know that like PK Subban, who is honestly a phenomenal, probably going to go down as one of the best hockey players ever. Um, has dealt with racism on many fronts and um, I just really like seeing that because hockey is such a game about like honor and standing up for your team and yourself and your city Um, it's really glad that the NHL is like pushing their black players because it's also a way more than any other sport a predominantly white sport Mm -hmm. so the fact that the nhl is promoting their black players right now and putting them to the forefront is so exciting i love it um and yeah i'm really jazzed about that i hope that the nhl continues to do that and i think the nfl and everyone else can can take a lead from a sport that is predominantly white yeah and and see that like you know there there is honor like like that that's just been my whole thing is just like it makes me want to like go out and like super support all the black players in the nhl Mm -hmm. because hockey is such an awesome sport and there's no reason that we need to act like the white players are the best 
players that are ever going to play the game. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's honor that diversity. Because hockey is a diverse sport. It's just European countries that are diverse. Yeah. So it's, it's Russia, it's Germany, it's Sweden, it's, you know, it's Canada, it's America. You know, it's all over the board, but there are black people that play this game, so let's honor them, and mm-hmm. we should. Um, because that, you know, there's... Any hockey fan who had any problem with any black player being on out on that ice is not a fan of the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's just how I feel. So I'm really jazzed about the hockey, about the NHL right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of predominantly white sports, um, third point: NASCAR banned the Confederate flag. Who? I am all jazzed about that NASCAR <laughs> thing because I'll tell you what: I did not know NASCAR had a black driver. I do not oh, remember his name. I didn't know that. Oh, wait, did you not hear about that part? No, I didn't hear that part, no. So, okay, so yes, one, NASCAR said, hey, we're going to have to dish this Confederate flag, and then obviously there was people who got pissed. Yeah. Um, There was a driver who quit NASCAR and then basically went out and said, you know, you're you're punishing one group because of the actions of a few. Oh, big shocker there. Right. And then everybody just fucking roasted this guy. Yeah, I saw for that. Being like, I saw that. Yeah, having no yeah. wins, like being not yeah. an interesting driver yeah. at all. And then NASCAR, this NASCAR responded, we had to Google who you were. <laughs> oh, oh they, they tweeted that yes, at him? they tweeted that at him. <laughs> oh, that's cold. Right? Fuck yes, NASCAR. Uh, Let's go. I'm about to start watching it again. Absolutely, right? They're, they're doing a whole Wendy's thing there where they just... <laughs> Yeah, just Roast. fucking roasting. Yeah. Um, no, there is a black NASCAR driver who, um, and I and I, I really do apologize for not knowing his name. It's just because I'm 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 out of the NASCAR game. <laughs> yeah, I've been right. out of it for a minute. Uh, no, he he wore a Black Lives Matter shirt, painted his whole painted off every sponsor, and oh, just put Black awesome. Lives Matter, like stop killing us, that kind of thing, on his car. And I was like, that's fucking dope. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 I was real hype about that. So yeah. NASCAR's NASCAR's kill. If NASCAR is killing it right now, yeah, a very you know well you know rooted in the South culture. If they can you know finally take a stance and be like, okay. Actually, you know what? The Confederate flag is kind of messed up. We should stop this. If they can do that, I just it, it just blows me away. Like the amount of progress we've seen already. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm just yeah, I'm floored. So I'm I'm really hype about a lot of that right now. There's yeah. those are the things in sports of the people killing it, and I mean the NFL. We'll see. I'm I'm a little bit dodgy on them, but like um, I don't think the NBA has had to say, say much. The NBA. Okay, I want to be careful here, but I do think that the NBA is a little bit more of a predominantly black sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've been very quick to. Um, I I think it was like a Raptors game where it got like weirdly racial, and they basically just banned everyone involved and just came out and said like, "No, this is bullshit. We do not stand for this. This is not who we are as a franchise." So. Yeah. Yeah. I think the NBA has always handled it better than a lot of other uh, uh, sports. Yeah. So well, I don't know, man. Uh, did you know that in 2014, uh, Kobe Bryant and pretty much the starting five of the uh, uh, Lakers came out for like their warmups with uh, black shirts that said "I can't breathe," uh, and the NBA fined them for it. Oh no, I did not know that. That that changes that whole conversation yep. very heavily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fucked up because like you said in a predominantly yeah, black 
sport, um, even the NBA is like so ignorant that. Yeah. And I could be very wrong about it. It could be 50 50. I guess I just feel like, well, here's the thing, right? If you want to break it down, I, and I'm just going to say, say this and we can move on to more positive mm-hmm. things. But I guess my whole point being is that hockey tends to be more of a richer person sport because you need the equipment. Yeah. So typically it does tend to be a more white dominated sport because sure. you need the money to buy the equipment to play. Right basketball tends to be a predominantly black sport because you don't need very much equipment to play it Mm -hmm. because you don't need that money to do so um it's kind of the same with soccer that's why the soccer is a a world international sport because of the little amount of equipment you actually need to play it um so i think for the nba to be able to touch about that is definitely bullshit and the only reason the money is a factor is because of the systematic you know inequality to the whole thing um but yeah anyways let's did you have any more positive things to talk about yeah the last positive thing i was going to talk about is kind of like on a much more personal level um not any like worldwide news but i just kind of wanted to talk about it um um this whole you know everything going on has allowed me to kind of like break down a few walls in my own personal life um mostly meaning like with my parents um my because my my parents and i know that we we don't see eye to eye on a lot of like political uh you know uh, really anything uh, political um now not that that being said i i love them and understand where they're coming from but we've never just talked about it because i know that if i can't change their minds they can't change my mind so i've never really bothered to open the door to conversation um but when that kind of started happening um it was actually because so don't take this the wrong way my mom's an amazing woman that being said, she posted a video on Facebook that was kind of one of these uh, all lives matter leaning um, right. white guilt is or white uh, yeah white privilege is not a thing kind of videos. And I you know instead of like starting a Facebook fight with her, um, I texted her when I saw it and I was like, hey, um, I watched that video. Can I call you later? Um, and so I, I called him and we had like a half hour conversation, uh, basically for the first time in my life about some just like very real things and kind of like spoke my mind about, you know, everything that's been going on and what I disagreed with in the video. And then I sent them a couple videos and kind of, and, and it also kind of like led back to, cause my, my, my dad, you know, voted for Trump. Um, again, I don't blame him for that. It's where we're from. It's how we were raised, you know. So I know that he voted for Trump, and I know we kind of disagree on that. And I got a chance to kind of like tell him my two cents with him actually listening. And, you know, I, I, I in my opinion, the conversation was a really good one because I feel like for the first time in my life, I got them to look at things from a different perspective because it was coming from their son who they know well and they know my intentions um yeah, and i'm not yeah. some random person fighting them on facebook i was having a real conversation um and i just think that is this this opportunity is a really great opportunity to have these conversations and i think that's the first step talk about it no i i um i think that's really beautiful i i really do because you're right and i think that i think specifically as white people that's the people we should be talking to um especially not maybe just some somebody random on the street i don't i don't think that's going to accomplish a lot but yeah definitely the people that are close to you that don't understand why black lives matter is a thing why maybe like we're kind of okay with the level of intensity 
that is happening mm-hmm. and why we're kind of like, yeah, maybe we should burn a few fucking things down <laughs> to get this done because we're well aware of the issue and and we just want to stand with those, you know, with with black people right now who mm-hmm. who have had to suffer through this shit um, a majority of our country's life. But no, I think that's awesome. And I think that you're totally right is I don't. There is a difference between being racist and just having some prejudice and yeah. not completely understanding the issue. There's right. a, there is a difference there because that doesn't automatically mean that you're going to treat black people a certain way. Right. However, right. what that does mean, though, is that you may not stand with them in a time where white people do need to stand with them. Exactly. And I mm-hmm. think that if you can at least get someone to understand, it's like maybe you don't need to be on board with all of it. Be on board with the 95% and just stand with them because right. we need that. Exactly. Because that right now we are, we, things have happened and I think we're going to get pretty close to actually eliciting some change for once. Yeah. And that was kind of my, my thing going into that conversation with my parents. I came from it. I, I came to it from a place of, I know you guys aren't racist. I know that you love everyone. Yeah, totally. Um, and so I'm not, you know, belittling you or anything. I just want to take a minute to share, you know, the another, you know, perspective that you might not see because you're from a predominantly white rural town that you don't really have any idea what black people are actually going through. Um, So here's based on my experience with, you know, social media, but also my black friends. um, Here's what they're going through. And I hope this, you know, gives a little more perspective into why I don't care. I, I literally said to my mom, like, cause there, th- th- she was kind of like, well, I mean, I understand like needing to protest. I d- definitely know something needs to change, but when you start, you know, destroying property for, for no reason then to destroy property. And I was like, mom, they destroyed a target. Like it's a rich white guy that owns it. He's not going to be put out by having to rebuild one building, but these black people that are having their family members and friends murdered, they're, you know, way more, they, they have a reason to fight. So I literally said, why don't mom, we care about them? Yeah, exactly. I literally said, mom, let that motherfucker burn. Right. I'm <laughs> like, why don't we care about that <laughs> black family a little bit more about the target and the, I believe the president of target basically come out and said, we can rebuild the target. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Like, you know, um, White people have the privilege of turning a race issue into a political issue. Mm -hmm. And that to me is the difference because I think that there are, there are so many white people who genuinely are not racist against black people. However, they turn it into a political ideology. So they will stand against things like that because of a political ideology. And that's just their privilege as they view it as politics. This ain't politics no more. This ain't about politics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's something different. Um, who? <laughs> God right. damn. Well, that was it. That, I hope that brought a little positivity to your lives because it, it did me. That was. Yeah. We need. No, that. I. I feel good. People, I, we're we're getting there, folks. We're gonna do it. So it's just, you know, and, and as us, as me and Mitch of of Knuckleball and Two Friends Three Questions, obviously we're in total support. I have not gone to a protest because I have anxiety triggered by large groups of people, and I'm pretty sure I will do nothing to help anybody. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what, I that comment that we got on that review <laughs> has really made me sit down and think. And with all this happening, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? 
fuck you. If you want to <laughs> sit and listen to 90 sitcoms and your white privilege bullshit, you go right fucking ahead, but you better goddamn believe I'm going to bring up the race issues exactly. in the 90s because we've made progress since the 90s. It's not like the 90s was this utopia of the world where everybody was nice and, you know, the race wasn't an issue. Right. Rodney King, motherfucker, fuck you. Exactly. And if we lose one fan out of our <laughs> 20 fans, um, <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, Nor I. And also, like, my other question is, whatever we did to entice you as a listener, please tell me so I can never do it again. Yeah, I tell you what. Yeah, whatever drew you into thinking that it would just be some, oh, yeah, the world's fine. No, race isn't an issue. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm not, we're not colorblind, you motherfucker. I mean, sorry, I didn't want to take such a strong stance against somebody. Um, and obviously nobody, <laughs> you know, bothers saying anything, but right. yeah, no, I yeah, just, we're I not, just, yeah, we're not advocating like, go track this guy down and burn his house down. Of course right. not, no, but, but, but I have a stance, so fuck you. Yeah. I do have a stance. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck you. Why? If you're going to sit there and make it political and it's not political, it's about people. There you go. There and that's go. what we're going to talk about now. Cause we're going to get into it, baby. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about baseball. All right, Mitch. So bring everybody up to see what we're doing in the first goddamn place. Okay, great question. How do we, where to begin? Um, so we've been talking a lot about baseball lately. Um, I, I mentioned a few episodes ago that uh, one of my friends that I work with, um, like, had his like mom mail him his old baseball cards and we just got together and we were like going through a bunch of his old cards and I've had like a bunch of baseball cards at my my house for uh, a really long time I've just like kept them in a shoebox I don't ever really care about them but once we started going through them with uh, with this buddy of mine I was like oh man this is kind of like reigniting my passion because like when I was a kid I used to love collecting baseball cards I um, got a bunch like from my dad and um, it used to be this thing like when I was like in high school, I would like I'd go to Walmart, and then when I was checking out, like back in the day, they had like baseball cards, like by the checkout. You know, there were like lighters, yeah. candy bars, baseball cards. cards. <laughs> so right. I'm like, so I would pick up a pack or two of baseball cards every once in a while, just to kind of, you know, because they were they were super cheap. Why not see what's see see what we can find? Um, so I've I've, I've amassed a decent collection um, that I finally like am really getting back into. I don't know if it's due to the 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 COVID and being super bored, or also just like not having having baseball in my life anymore that um, it's become a really fun hobby for me. Um, and I talked to you a little bit about it and you're kind of getting into it too, which is super exciting for me. Um, so I got, I got this binder. I'll show it to you. Um, well, and, and I'll, I'll hop in real quick while Mitch gets this really dope binder out. It looks really fucking cool. Um, I have been very into trading card and miniature games, uh, yeah. being Heroclix, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Magic the Gathering, those kind of things. Um, I have always been interested in baseball and hockey cards, but I never pulled the trigger. Well, me and Mitch talked about an idea of doing the dugout, and I got really into it, so I bought a couple baseball packs, opened those up. That was really fun. But I also bought some hockey cards, and I kind of want to go ahead and go out. I'm going to go ahead and show this real quick, okay, yeah. Mitch? Because I only have, like, probably 50 cards, but um, the coolest thing I pulled out of my NHL cards, I pulled a Cody Glass Young Guns NHL card. Let oh, you get a cool. look there. Nice. 
All right. So what's really cool about him is he plays for the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's really dope? And this is this is a this is a twenty twenty to thirty dollar card. Oh wow, nice on eBay. So I was really excited about that. What's really cool? He was the first pick of the Vegas Golden Knight expansion draft. And I watched that draft live on TV. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So I will never, ever sell this fucking thing. <laughs> I'm going to get the whole little enclosure to put it in and put it on a mantle. Yeah. And that was that was that was the year I got into hockey. And I am this this card is going to have so much sentimental value throughout my life. And that has started an addiction of yeah. collecting these things because that's awesome. I. I, I literally, I was like, Cody Glass, Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, I flipped it over. First ever draft pick, 2017. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> I watched that on TV. That is awesome. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. So that's my little that's reason cool, why man. I'm involved. That's No, that's awesome. And I'm super glad to, because, yeah, we, we had talked a little bit about how you were, like, into hero clicks, And you texted me something like, oh, I pulled this thing. And I was like, I thought that was, like, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that was you going down, like, the baseball card Reddit, because people say that all the time. Oh, I pulled this grail. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. I'll admit it. Like, when people th- that are really into baseball cards, it's like, okay, you calm down a little bit. But, yeah, you texted me that. And I was like, have you been looking at the Reddit? And he was like, no, man. Pulling, yeah, pulling cards is like you know it's very been around since long time, man. It's hero clicks. That's across the board. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was. I, well, I sent you the Bane meme of I was born in oh, it. Oh yeah, I was molded born in it. by yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, no, I've been doing that for a long time. But anyways, yeah. So here's uh, my collection so far, and I've I've spent kind of like a lot of my free time lately, just kind of organizing it by team. Um, and I think I have close to like 900 cards now. Holy um, shit. That's which crazy. Is just, look how thick this bitch is. Damn. That? <laughs> that is thick. I'm impressed. Yeah. So I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's been awesome. Um, just, and also I've, I've just been finding like gr- crazy awesome deals on eBay. Some people will just have like unopened lots of like 30 packs of cards unopened from like the 90s. They're not amazing cards by any means, but they're like 20 bucks for 30 packs of cards. Like. That's okay. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. From um, what I understand, in the 90s, there was a surplus boom yeah. of card production. So a lot of the stuff in the 90s are don't have any value. But if you just are into the collecting and into having them, it's, it's an awesome thing. Yeah. I was going to show you probably my favorite baseball card that I have. Um, it's not worth anything. Um, that is a guy, if you can see that, that is a pitcher from the Phillies um, that mm-hmm. was on the 1992 Phillies. His name is Keith Shepard. Um, you have probably not heard of him, but it's my favorite because he was actually my next door neighbor growing up. <laughs> oh, see, yeah. this is super funny because I was just getting ready to ask you, hey, do they make a baseball card out of everyone? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay, because I courted a gal whose dad was a pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, no way. That's awesome. Yep. And I had a couple conversations with him about that, and I really want to get his baseball card, and I would like <laughs> to make it incredibly awkward and go yeah. over and have him have sign him it. Have him sign it? That's awesome. You can and probably find it on eBay. That's where I found this. It was, like, super cheap because nobody knows who he is. <laughs> but. Yeah, exactly. That I mean, that's... I mean, he, uh, if I remember correctly, I think he just got injured and... 
he he's he was really nonchalant about playing in the majors. He yeah. was like he talked about going down to spring training and getting like really tired of it and having an injury and was just like I'm fucking done with this yeah. and just split and I was like <laughs> That's the most badass thing I've ever heard. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm tired guy. of playing in the majors. This is boring. <laughs> That's So this guy, Keith Shepard, had kind of an interesting career. He played for like a year, um, and he wasn't very good, so his like contract didn't renew or whatever, and then nobody wanted to pick him up. So he very much fizzled out. Um, but he actually got in a fight with Daryl Strawberry from the Yankees. Uh, it, and you could, there's a YouTube video of it. You can watch it. It's kind of fun. <laughs> huh. No, I love that. That's yeah, his legacy. I will, um, <laughs> I, I will actually talk to my... I'll, and she'll probably hate it, too, because I'm sure a lot of the boys that she's courted... I mean, I was interested then, but I think now I would love to go back and talk with them for a little while because I'm like, well, I didn't know how much I loved baseball at the time. So now I really love it. So now I want you to tell me about everything. Yeah, what pitches did you throw? How did you know? And then I want to do all that with them, which he may or may not enjoy. But yeah, right. Um, probably not. Yeah, probably not because it is. It it it's just a past thing for him. But I'm like, yeah. I mean, you played in the show, man. You did it. You played the majors, right? It ain't that goddamn easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's get into it, man. I'm going to let you lead this part because I don't know how you want to do it. So basically what happened was, um, so I mentioned I had came across a, a whole bunch of like pretty cheap cards on eBay um, that, that were unopened from like the early, late 80s, um, which I think is so cool. Um, now, again, like, uh, like we, we mentioned earlier, um, th- we have some unopened cards that we're going to unbox them. It's going to be kind of one of those unboxing videos, see if we have any, see if we can pull any gray. Um, any uh, rookies, anything cool like that. But it's from a time where baseball cards were mass produced and overproduced, um, so they're not, you know, they're not going to be worth a whole lot. But I think it'll still be kind of cool. Um, and the coolest thing about these particular packs that we are opening um, is that they were uh, they were made at a time when every, pretty much every tops uh, baseball card pack came with a pack of gum, and ours came with the gum still intact. And the best, I'm so excited, we're going to eat it. We are going to chew 30-year-old gum. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of the selling point. Um, and I was really excited about that. But, uh, Mitch, I did do a little bit of spare research, and there are, like, decently valued. There's a Ken Griffey Jr. card in this set. Oh, really? Okay. That is worth a decent chunk of money. Okay, well, that, how cool would that be if we pulled one? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think any of them were outrageous or anything, but yeah. there's definitely, like, some collection in this. So, yeah. um, I pulled up a checklist. Um, there is a lot of... There's 152... 150 cards in the set. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm looking at the right set, I could be looking at the wrong set, because yeah. I am getting used to doing this. It's well, so I bought, like, a random lot on eBay, so I sent you, I think, the, what, yours is from 1989? Yeah. The one I have is from 87, so... Oh, okay, so we're kind of dealing two different sets. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking at some of that. But I do know that there is a Ken Griffey Jr. card in the 1989 set that I that would, would be, absolutely love to have. Dad, that would be amazing. Um, real quick before we get into that, I also kind of wanted to mention, um, I, I was doing a little digging, too, kind of like some homework, just because I'm really interested in it. Um, did you know, 
the most expensive baseball card, the rarest, the best card ever pulled, pretty much the the best one you can get, um, is the Honus Wagner T602 card is what it's called. And basically, the the really cool story behind that is, um, or so T206, it's from 1909 and between 1911, kind of when baseball cards were like first coming onto the scene. Um, and that was back in the day where if you bought like a pack of tobacco or like cigarettes, it would come with a free baseball card. So he was very like anti-tobacco, anti-smoking. Um, and he became like pissed that they were giving away his card in a pack of like cigarettes. So he basically forced them to pull it. Um, so it only ran from 1909 to 1911. Um, and it's such a long time ago that basically by now there are only 60 cards in existence. Um, that people know of. Um, and so because of that, if you have one of those 60 cards, it's the rarest card you can have. Um, and one recently sold at a uh, auction for $3 million. Holy um, fuck. Yeah. If you have a Honus Wagner card, you can retire. Uh, <laughs> you're just, you're done. You can retire um, 10 times over. That's amazing. Um, so how do we want to do this? Do we want to open it and eat the gum while we look at the cards? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Because <laughs> I figured like we can go like you'll you'll go through all your cards and then I'll go through all mine. I won't even look at mine until we get to me. Okay. So yeah, I, I'm going to open that. it, get the gum out, and I'm going to set my cards to the side, and then we'll go through yours, and then we'll flip over to me. I figured that's how we would do these pack openings. Okay. Yeah, I like that. So let's open them. All right. right I, mine was very poorly sealed. I'm going to show to Mitch <laughs> how you can literally see the card right uh, like yes, through the can. packaging. Yeah. Um, but it's from, well, I, well, Mitch, we were actually playing MLB The Show on our PS4s. Yes, we were. And I decided to go look out in the mail and I found, oh, it's gum ain't even packed, son. It's oh no! It's <laughs> I just stuck to I the just card. Opened mine. It's like it's just like a stick. It's there's nothing. Oh yeah. Oh buddy. Well, yeah. I literally went out and like told my girlfriend and, and one of our friends. I was like, dude, this is from 1989. This is so cool. And I don't know. I was just so jazzed to have something this old. Um, the pack <laughs> yeah. is complete. Has actually opened perfectly. The pack is like preserved for yeah. me. Yeah, you can see. The funny part about mine is on the where on the back of the, the the stick of gum was in the back and you can see if you look at my my the back card right there you can see the outline of just like where it had become like wet or like broken down over time so there is a permanent yep. like yeah yeah all right well yeah. i have kind of tried to reassemble my piece yeah, of gum and mine and came in too to my broken half too so all right so we're gonna eat the gum let's do it oh Good luck. man i'm i'm not jazzed about this part Cheers. Oh, if I'm chewy. Okay, yeah. It's just crumbling in my mouth. Mm, I don't like this, buddy. See if I can piece something together. Oh, I'm gonna fuck. It's breaking apart, man. Yeah, I, gotta spit, I think I gotta spit it out. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fuck. Yeah, mm. I'm starting to get a mm-hmm. real... Uh... <laughs> Oh, buddy. Oh, God, it's like fucking Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> it's, that's minus two. It's like Pepto-Bismol pink. I like, literally spit it out back into the pack. I can't. Oh, God, it was crumbling. Oh. Oh, I got to get some beer to wash that down. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that was... 
it, it's not that it tastes so god awfully bad. It's just the texture of. Oh, it's so fucking chalky. Oh yeah, when you bite it, it literally tastes like you're right. It tastes like <laughs> one of those like Pepto Bismol tabs that you chew, and it just crumbles apart. Oh, it's like not making me want to throw up or anything because like it definitely tastes like bubble gum, but in the same sense, it more so tastes like baseball oh, cards. It it does taste like baseball cards. Mine had the aftertaste, so I took a sip of beer, <gasps> and I got a whiff of Pepto Bismol. <laughs> it, it it it's it tastes like it too. It doesn't oh. have the same texture. It it has the same texture, and it also tastes like Pepto Bismol. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah, that, that was, was a mistake. That was rougher than I thought it would be. I thought it would still be chewy. I thought yeah. we'd get a little bit it's... of a chew going on. <laughs> Not at all. No, that lasted like ten seconds. We both spit it out pretty oh, quick. That was rough. Oh Ooh. god damn! Alrighty. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of stuff to drink because I spit into the last thing I had to drink. So oh, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm going in dry on the rest of this. Oh, do you want to take a break and get a little something to drink? Yeah, let me see if I can find something real quick. We'll okay. we'll keep it rolling. All right. It's this. It's a flavor that like is permeating through my mouth. So it's like bubble gum, but in the most. Art, like it is just Pepto Bismol childhood bubblegum flavor I've ever yeah. encountered, and it's not going away. No, I had to, yeah, I had to crack open a beer. Just <laughs> like I, I mean, it's not like it was so god awful that I needed to vomit or anything. Like it's not like that kind of flavor. I think you would. Oh man, but it ain't good. Yeah, no. At the very least, I thought we would be able to chew it for a couple minutes before it like lost flavor, and then we got yeah. bored with it. But that's not what happened at all. <laughs> nope, that was surprisingly bad. Yeah, that was oh boy. Okay, well now that that's over, let's get into uh, let's look at these cards we got. Um, so again, this is from mine is from the Tops 1987 set. Um, I think there's what 10, 15 cards in here, something like that. So I got a. Doug Drabeck card pitcher Ooh. for the Yankees. Ooh, okay. um, I got Jose Uribe from the Giants. Shortstop. All right. I got a manager card. I'm so <laughs> I love the manager cards because it's just like this old dude that like why did he get his card? Why did he get a card? His right. name is Gene Motch. <laughs> okay, for the Angels. Yep, for the Angels. Uh, Astros, uh, Denny Walling, who I feel like I've heard the name before. Sounds familiar. Um, I got a Dan Pasqua from the Yankees. Okay. Outfield. Got Bob a couple. Shirley from the Yankees. Got a, got quite a few Yankee cards. Got quite a few Yankee cards. This next one is awesome. Um, it's uh, He's the Pirates' uh, third baseman. His name is Jim Morrison. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, Jim Morrison from the Pirates. Uh, hey, not to interrupt, but if you get uh, a Barry Bonds card that has the 320 error on it, it is worth $850. Whoa, okay, okay. That could be cool. <laughs> I have got, ooh, that's awesome. Dave Concepcion. Shortstop for the Reds back oh. when they were the Big Red Machine. He was part of the Big Red Machine in the '75 World Series. Awesome. That's a, that's a name I've heard of and excited about. 
Ah, Ricky Henderson from the A's. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I told you a few weeks ago um, when I was watching the world's, the 1991 World Series, the, it was the A's versus uh, Reds, and Ricky Henderson was the guy that was pitching against the Reds. So that was awesome. Um, I got some sort of insert card that says B- Brewers leaders, Milwaukee's Brewers 1986 team leaders. Okay. Hey, dude, there's like a Bo Jackson card and a Jose Canseco card and a Greg Maddox card in that set. That would be sick, man. So just just to let you know, there are some potentially. Okay, I've got Alan Anderson, pitcher for the Twins. Ron Hassey from the White Sox, DH. BJ Serhoff catcher uh and i think it says future star so i think this is a rookie card oh um we might have to look that up yeah i might have to look it up craig reynolds from the astros okay ryan sandberg second base for the cubs that's kind of awesome growing up my dad was a big cubs fan so ryan sandberg was like one of his favorite players so oh okay that's that's cool yeah guy named Danny Darwin from the Astros pitcher and then lastly for the Dodgers the piece of the card that has the stick of gum just absorbed into it uh Oral Hershiser oh okay (laughs) which is kind of a cool card um I I just wish it wasn't ruined with the stink of Pepto-Bismol gum (laughs) yeah so wait you didn't get a Noel Ryan card from the Astros did you no, I, I do not have a Nolan Ryan card in okay. this pack. Actually, I do have a Nolan Ryan card. Oh, oh, that's cool. See if it's worth anything. I was gonna say the one from your set. Um, yeah, 1987, 757 Nolan Ryan, uh, twenty to forty-five dollar card. It would be his rookie card from your set. <laughs> Not bad. Okay. Well, I don't think I pulled any uh, super uh, expensive, nice, valuable cards, but uh, I'll have to look into it and find out for sure. Um. Yeah. No, that's uh. Yeah, that was interesting. Had some stuff you were kind of excited about. Yeah, mostly um, Ryan Sandberg and uh, Dave Concepcion. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a Cal Ripton card. There's fucking, there's a Roger Clemens card in that set. Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, they're not worth a crazy amount of money, but I mean, those are, you know, those are collector cards for sure. Yeah, most definitely. All right. Ray, do my, my, my pack. Yeah, do it to it, man. I'm psyched. All right. So I have Andy Hawkins from the Padres, which are not a team anymore. No, they are. <laughs> oh, San I Diego. I was Expos confusing them. The Expos is not a team anymore. Huh? I think you were thinking of the Expos is not a team anymore. Yes, I was. Yeah. Um, I so I have a Nolan. I just pulled it. I have a Nolan Nolan Ryan card from 1988. So I don't think it's worth anything. It wasn't his rookie or anything like that. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Continue. I have Doug Jennings. From the Astros. Okay. He was a first baseman. I, I, or not that. 
Did I say Astros? The athletics. I don't know what <laughs> gotcha. I was saying. I am a really big fan of getting any of the Oakland Athletics cards be- yeah. because of Moneyball. Um, yeah. <laughs> I find the whole history of that really interesting. So mm-hmm. I do like basically my top three baseball teams are the Reds, the Red Sox, and the Athletics. Which I just don't. I can't understand. <laughs> I, I mean... My, I th- yeah, I think mine are the Reds, the Mets, and the A's. Yeah, I mean, I think if you were a big Cheers fan, yeah, you kind of you kind of have to like the the Red Sox. But I think the only thing is just that connection of when the Reds started, they were the Cincinnati Red Legs, and a team broke off of them and went to Boston, and they became mm. the Boston Red Sox. But they right. are. At one point, they were affiliated affiliated with the with the Cincinnati Reds. That's true, yeah. So I guess just I'm crazy interested in that. Um, I got German Jimenez, who was a <laughs> I believe a pitcher, yeah, a pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. But check out check check out that that guy. Oh man, he looks awesome. <laughs> he was a fucking unit of a pitcher. <laughs> Um, I've got uh, a Willie Ansley uh, number one draft pick of the Astros. Hmm. He was an outfielder for the Astros, and it says number one pick, and he is posing in front of a mural of a (laughs) pit bull. That is awesome. Or a a bulldog. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that's a rookie card? Um, I think so, because he was a number one draft pick. So I may have to look into that. So I assume that would be his rookie card. Um, I got Herm Winningham of oh, the Cincinnati no Reds. Nice, dude. That's awesome. That's an awesome pull. <laughs> yeah, he's he was an outfielder. Yeah, I think he was... Uh, I can't remember what year he played, but I have a Herm Winningham card, too. Yeah, he was. Uh, he got drafted by the Mets. He played on the Mets in 84, played for the... He actually played for the Expos. Speaking of, from 85 to 88 before he was traded to the Reds. Oh, cool. So that's kind of interesting. Um, I have Pedro Guerrero. No way. Yeah, of the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, first baseman for the Cardinals. He's a big deal. He's good. He played for the Dodgers from 78 to 88 and then started <laughs> playing for the Cardinals, apparently. Wow. Um, I have Jack McKinnon. A manager for the Padres, and he's oh, he's confused yeah. to be there. <laughs> he lo- I love that picture, man. He is. Oh, that's great. He is just confused to be there in the general. Yeah, um, I love those old like the manager cards because one one of my favorite things about like baseball cards is like they should have like a dope picture of like whoever it is like in action. But I love the cards that like just by looking at him, you have no idea what position he is. You have no idea if he's good. Like this, like the Jim Morrison card. It's just a picture of his face. Like he could be the coach. You have no idea. <laughs> so my next card. So on the pack of my set, I don't know about yours, it says, win a trip to the 1990 spring training, top spring fever baseball, entry from inside, no purchase necessary, see back. Well, 
I pulled the card that you have to fill out and send oh, in. Oh, okay, cool. Send it in, man. See what happens. I kind of want to and just be like, hey, can you like give me a shirt or something? It has a really cool fucking shirt on the front. So, Oh, man. Maybe that's in every set. I don't know. I got Jack Morris for the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, he's a pitcher. Pitcher for the Detroit Tri... Whole career, 77 to 88. Jesus Christ. Hmm. Uh, Dwight Evans of the Red Sox. He's a first baseman. Not to mustaches. Mustaches are abound. Yes. In this era. <laughs> um, Charlie Puleo of the Braves. He was also a pitcher. So that one's interesting. I got Jim Leland, manager for the Pirates. He seems a little bit more in control of the situation. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Bob Knepper, Knepper, pitcher for the Astros. Okay. Love his pitching pose. Yeah, that's solid. That's an interesting one. I got Steve Balbani. He was a um, designated hitter for the Mariners. Okay, nice. He looks like a fucking unit. He played for the Yankees, the Royals, and the Mariners. Yeah. So probably not. Oh, a- I, I also really like the Mariners a lot too. They, they they might be one of my top five favorite teams, mostly just because of Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. Oh yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. I kind of forgot about that. Uh, Ron Darling of the Mets, pitcher for the Mets. <laughs> Oh, nice! That's a good card. Yeah, so maybe that's something we I can. I think I have. A, I think I have a few of Ron Dar- Darling cards. We could trade around on that, and then I got Jimmy Williams, the manager for the Blue Jays. God damn, he is barely oh, there. Yeah. This was my <laughs> gum card too. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. So I like that one. So yeah, I don't think that I got anything crazy exciting in mind, but I did get Herm Winningham of the Cincinnati Reds, so I'm a little bit interested in that guy. Um, you know, I always am down to collect uh, Reds baseball cards. I like that he played for the Expos, so he played for a team that's yeah. not even around anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested in that. Um, I Like I said, I have this little mail-in card. I don't know if this was in every pack or not, but I'd like to kind of check that out and i have that number one draft pick of the astros willie willie ansley so i would like to kind of see if maybe there's any potential in that one yeah that could be awesome man so we'll get some finally get some fucking funding for this shit that we've been doing (laughs) yeah i'm just (laughs) looking for that money baby yeah Uh, that's all i'm doing it's like gambling yeah, no, ba- yeah, the, the baseball card collecting is a lot like gambling. Because I told you about the uh, Honus Wagner card. The other card that they're still making, and one thing that they're they're really cool that they've been doing lately is if you get like a Tops or a Bowman or kind of the big uh, popular cards of the day, um, they're they started to partner directly with like MLB to include uh, like autograph cards. And something cool they're also doing is like uh, including cards that have little snippets of like game-worn jerseys on them like they'll cut oh, out like yeah. a one inch by one inch of like someone's actual jersey and they'll have them sign it and like 
they actually will just put those in a random pack and like sell them at like fucking like Target or something. Um, and you can pull something like that, like an autographed, and it's kind of cool. And um, somebody that happened with uh, Mike Trout. We've been talking about Mike Trout. He's the other, um, the second rarest uh, valuable card ever was Mike Trout card that sold for a hundred and eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, that was a rookie autographed card. Um, yeah, from one of those sets, but it's just insane, man. The 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 idea that you can go to Walmart, buy a pack of baseball cards, and have something in it that's worth one hundred and eighty thousand dollars is like gambling, but more fun because even if you lose, you still get to get some cool cards out of it. <laughs> yeah, well, like I looked up this this Willie Ansley card is about a two to five dollar card. Okay, not bad, not bad. So I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, that's about as far as it would go with me. But you know, that's what I like, and it's like that, um, it's like that hockey card, uh, Cody Glass. Um, you know, I would never even sell it ever. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of just exciting that I pulled a card that actually was worth like five times what I paid for it. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right, so. We're going to wrap this up, but I have an exciting idea, and I'm going to leave it a mystery to hook Mitch and everybody else into the dugout. Um, I have an unopened pack. This is a 2019 opening day baseball pack. Cool. So I'm going to pull these cards and see what I get. This is a All right. 99 cent pack. It's like seven cards in here. So not a big pack, but I have a really fun idea. But I want to keep it I want to keep it vague cuz I want people to keep tuning in. We're going to open a few of these each episode and at a certain point we're going to do something with them. Okay, awesome. But it's it's a secret right now cuz I have to do some testing. But I'm going to go ahead and open her up, read them through, see what we get. All right, so I got um Kohira Carlos of the Houston Astros, notorious cheaters. The Houston Astros. <laughs> yes. Also, Astro fans are having a tough go right now. They are very mad. I saw a YouTube video where this guy would bang on a. Car- he was playing MOB the show online, and somebody picked the Astros, so he would bang on a trash can every time they would like <laughs> hit. And That's awesome. They raged. Yeah. Um, I got Servino Lewis, a pitcher for the Yankees. I think you're saying those backwards. I'm pretty sure his name is Louis Servino, Severino. You are very right. I didn't <laughs> okay. understand the cards. Because <laughs> I, I only say that because I have some that are like that, too. I think it might be from the same, like, series. <laughs> nope. Very right. Yeah, you're, ve- you're very, very, very correct. Um, I also have Zach Goodley, a pitcher from the Arizona Diamondbacks, which is a I think team- you mean Goodley Zach. <laughs> Wait, no, really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, well, fuck. I thought I just got it. <laughs> oh, I have no, the mascot for the Arizona Diamondbacks. No way. Yeah, he's a little kitty. Aw. <laughs> uh, mascot card. Arizona Diamondbacks. Yes, se- it's such bullshit. You get, you spend a dollar, get seven cards, and one of them's a fucking mascot. One of them's a fucking mascot. <laughs> I got uh, Corey Seager. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Shortstop for the Dodgers. Um, I got Jeff McNeil, a uh, he second baseman for the New York Mets. Nice. All right. And I got Paxton James, a pitcher for the Yankees. So I got two Yankee Not pitchers in here. 
Alright, so like I said, that's kind of what we have right now. So I have a pitcher, second baseman, shortstop, a mascot, and another pitcher, another pitcher, and a shortstop out of okay, those. So cool. these are going to come back around. These are going to make another appearance, but it's going to be... Cliffhanger. It's going to be it's going to be a game of sorts. So we'll see. I'm very intrigued because I'm in the dark, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, you are. You are in the dark. I'm going to try and keep you there. All right, guys. Well, that was that was a dugout. We were excited about it. Um, I think this went pretty well. So I think next time it will probably go even better. We'll troubleshoot some of the things we want to do differently. Um, but thank you for joining us in the dugout. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Ah!